Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Friday, it is Wolf and Luke, live from the Auction Community Studios. We didn't get to talk about this yet, Wolf, but just real quickly, did you see Jamar Chase out four to six weeks for I Cincinnati? Did. I did, man. Yeah, I hate to see that. I really do. Um, I love the game of football, obviously, especially in the National Football League, where you get to see football at the highest level our species can generate, and I love to see great players play, and um hate to see that, but... At least it's only four to six weeks. Yeah. No, I mean, and Cincinnati's quietly gone on a run here lately, and it's mostly been because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They get uh, Cleveland on Monday Night Football. We were doing the five-star games before, and then we dropped to four-star, and then we're like, okay, games you just think could be interesting. That game could be interesting because it's the Battle of Ohio, and they hate each other so much. Yeah, they do. Uh, Trust uh, me on that one. Yeah, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> Played there two years, man. The only thing worse were the Pittsburgh Steelers fans when they would come in. That was the only thing worse. Uh, back to the Cardinals game. Vance Joseph, after the win, on this is Vance Joseph from yesterday, but talking about, okay, yeah, you go out there, you beat New Orleans, that's great. You beat them at, at home, that's great. Defense scores two touchdowns. Defense scored two touchdowns and took away, like you said, Wolf, at least three more points, maybe seven points on that Antonio Hamilton play, uh, that interception in the end zone of Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's great, except Vance Joseph, uh, no, no, that's still giving up too many yards. A lot better, a lot better. You know, even, even last Thursday to make those three big plays that was fun to watch but to give up those three big plays that we gave up that led to 17 points we don't like that those three plays were the biggest plays we get we've had all year i mean 60 plus 40 plus 50 plus that's not good defense you know and friday friday morning we had a spirited meeting you know so they were a little shocked you know of my uh, attitude on friday morning but the standard did dip you know uh, making those plays was obviously good for our football team but giving up three explosive pass that led to points was not good for us so that can't that's got to stop and um the guys know that um they weren't happy after the game you know i mean by any means you know we have a higher standard than that but um on to the next and we'll fix it where do you begin on that one right there man because i there's some good stuff yeah i know you have like 18 different things you want to say about this so i'll just say quickly it's not the worst position to be in as a coach when you can point to something and say, this needs to be fixed, this needs to be fixed, but we also still won the game. Yes. So it didn't cost you anything in the standings, but you can point to specific plays or, or examples and say, this has got to be better. Once again, um, this is a great job of coaching, I think, by Vance Joseph right here. And it's not even Jedi mind trick stuff. It's just reality. It truly is. And you want to be able to make corrections in victory. That's when you can. That's when you can totally uh, make corrections, and you can do it harshly for the most part. 
because you won. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you got to be careful when you lose. You got to be careful and how you're correcting these guys because you, you don't want a fist fight to break out as well. And I've seen that happen yeah. from time <laughs> to time. Ideally, you don't have that. <laughs> so this is a great job of coaching right here because I'll guarantee you all those guys came into that building on Friday morning and thought, man, this is going to be fun watching yeah. this tape. Oh, yeah. This is going to be fun. We scored we scored 14 points ourselves, and actually it was a seven. 17 to 21 point swing, as you said, Luke, that we really contributed to this win. The defense won a game for the Arizona Cardinals again, in my opinion. Now, look, the offense was much better and scored 28 points as well. That was fantastic. Just beautiful that they did that. Went out and scored 28 points. But the defense, by 17 to 21 points, that that kind of contribution, that to me, man, won the game for the Arizona Cardinals in a tight game. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise they're, they're, I mean, they're take coming that into this away game. No, yeah, I don't even it. want to think about it if they don't turn Andy Dalton over three times. But when I hear Vance Joseph say what he just said, I can't help but think of Zoe when he was in here yesterday talking about how coaches will lose their minds if you're giving up chunk plays, and the Cardinals did give up chunk plays in that game. Now. All we really ultimately care about is they came back and won the game, and you're three and four, and you won at home, and all that stuff. But yeah, Vance Joseph, I, I mean, I can absolutely picture what you're saying. Those guys coming in Friday yeah. morning. Okay, we got the win, <laughs> mini buy, high fives yeah. all over the place. And Vance is like, what did he say? We had a uh, spirited meeting, and I think spirited, I surprised spirited man, spirited meeting right there. That's good. Take that opportunity to just blast them because they did give up big plays. That is, that's big time, man, right there. That's, that's the way it should be done, in my opinion. And now maybe you got something to build on and get better from there. And as we've seen, this team, at least right now, maybe this changes over the course of the next couple of months, but right now, Wolf, as they are currently constructed and playing, they can't win if the defense isn't at the top of its game. Yep. They are not, what I thought coming into the season was that the Cardinals are going to be a team that could win some games, but they're probably going to have to put up 30 points. And I thought they were capable of doing it, and they haven't been other than Thursday night. But their defense has given them a chance really to win yeah. every game except the Chiefs game. Yeah, no, you're right about that, man. Um, can I just say right now, I am hopeful. I'm more hopeful than I've been all season long. Um, and it's because of DeAndre Hopkins. Yet at the same time, as soon as I say that, um, my heart is pierced. Okay, metaphorically speaking, because I didn't want to see DeAndre Hopkins be the pass-apart, too. And that's exactly what he is. The key that unlocks all locks for the Arizona Cardinals this season. I wanted to see them be able to develop um, as an offense without him. That's not been the case. Now, okay, embrace it. D-Hop is back. You got Robbie Anderson over the top as well. Robbie Anderson, I'm expecting Robbie Anderson to make some plays this game. That'd be nice. I'm that expecting would really help. that. Listen, Thursday night, I really, really didn't see Yeah, that's not that much. fair from a, a receiver that just joined your team 48 hours earlier. Just really did not expect much from Robbie Anderson. This game, I expect Robbie Anderson to make a difference this game. And I can't wait to see what kind of impact that is, especially when you look at the Minnesota Vikings and their secondary, because their secondary is rough. 
It's been a rough year for their secondary. And Ed Donatel as the defensive coordinator. And how often they're playing zone coverage. They're a big zone covered team. They've given up chunk yards as well. The one thing they do well is they rush well off the edge in particular. Here it comes. Zadarius Smith, of course, and Daniil Hunter. Coming off the edge. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cardinals attack the edge, but also just how much they throw the ball and how well they throw the ball with Robbie Anderson over the top of D Hop and Zach Ertz working in the middle of the field. The D Hop thing's interesting because if you lose a guy like that, it should make a difference. And you get him back, it yes, should make a difference. It but it, but it is, it, it's kind of alarming how much of a difference, Wolf, it, it feels like a house of cards sometimes. Where, like, right now, look, he's healthy. Lean into it. Yep. Win these games when he's playing. They've never lost when J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins are both on the field in the same game. So lean into that and stack some wins. But you're going to have to have other guys step up in that, uh, in that passing game here at some point, too. Coming up next, Suns-Pelicans tonight. But as uh, K-Ray just told us, the Pelicans are very depleted. So what can we see and learn from the Suns in this one? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns-Pelicans tonight renewing that rivalry that really feels like it may have started in the playoffs last year in the first round. Suns ultimately got the win, but any Suns fan will tell you that series was uh, was touch and go there for a while. <laughs> Wolf, there was there were moments where it was like, all right, New Orleans has nothing to lose. They've got Willie Green, so they seem to know everything the Suns are about to do, and Brandon Ingram couldn't miss. Chris Paul was one of the guys that really led the way for the Suns to get out of that first round series, and he just talked to practice today about how he is not surprised Willie Green is having success with the Pelicans. I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, I know who Willie is. I know who he's capable of. So, you know, a lot of teams are about culture. Um, Willie knows from every aspect of what it, what it takes to win. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so interesting because the the Suns players know Willie so well. Remember how emotional it was at the end yes, of the series? Yeah. Yes, exactly. They know him so well, yet at the same time, Willie knows them. Yeah. <laughs> very, very that well. That was a problem at times. That, that was series. a problem, was it not? It's so interesting that you bring up the end of the series and the emotion that was coming out of these players at the end of it because, man, that brought back so many memories. Coaches that I have love in my heart for, Luke. Coaches that I know were really, really good at what they did and yet at the same time were, were really, really influential in my life as well. And you could just see it with these Suns guys, grizzled veterans like Chris Paul. Even though... It was Willie Green who, being over there knowing Chris Paul as well as he does, probably knew, Oh yeah, hey, Jose, yes. this is the guy to go after. Exactly right? right. You get to Chris Paul, and maybe that's... Because, look, New Orleans is, is ultra-talented, and if Zion actually does get back and start playing this season, which he should, he's just day-to-day, but he keeps missing games, um, That's that, to me, like I said, is, is one of the most deep... One of the deepest teams in the Western Conference, and they have some playoff experience now, courtesy of the Suns. Yeah. But 
let's make no mistake about the fact going into that series last year, they were severe underdogs. And so if you're Willie Green, you were looking for anything you could do to try and get to the Suns. And they got to Chris Paul a little bit. But the thing is, Chris Paul had three, if you remember, three like amazing games in that series. Yes. So that's the double-edged sword going after Chris Paul. So, okay, what's the latest on Jose Alvarado? What's the latest on him? Well, so playing tonight, he was questionable. Sounded like he's starting, according to K-Ray. Okay, well, it did kind of sound like that, but have we gotten anything official that has come uh, down? Okay, great. According to K-Ray, Zion out, Ingram out, Herb Jones out, Alvarado in. Okay, wow, there you go, right there. Okay, Jose, I want to see some hard screens on Jose Alvarado. (laughs) Well, here's Chris Paul (laughs) from practice today. Got to play physical, but smart. I think we got to come out and uh, boys. Look, Alvarado's going to try to break your poise. That's his role on this team. That's that's why he's out there. Okay, yeah, exactly. Why why would Chris Paul start with that? We've got to come on, we've got to play poised. <laughs> I, I just didn't expect that poised. <laughs> what it, Chris, what are you talking about? Poised. It's game five of the season. Um, I understand. Yes, Jose Alvarez poised. Oh, was he talking about himself? Maybe he's got to come out and be poised because here comes Jose hacking him yeah, once it must again. Be so irritating to walk out on the floor. Okay, what's New Orleans got tonight? Oh, no Zion. Okay, oh no Ingram. Oh, here's Jose Alvarez. So, what do you think Monty Williams yeah. does? Who's who's going to bring the ball up? I mean, Chris Paul exclusively? No, no, no. no. It's not going to be the case. No, I like how they've just decided, let's put that on Devin Booker's plate. Devin Booker's like the guy at your office that does everybody's job. Okay. But once again, what what would you do? Maybe if you're Willie Green, would you say, hey, Jose, you get over on D-Book. Hack him up. That um, could get interesting, too. That could get We are coming really off a game with seven technical fouls in one quarter. The Suns <laughs> just played it. I love it. The Suns with a little edge. Uh, little edgy. More from Chris Paul on all the technical fouls. They don't I like you. Committee call today. The call this morning. I didn't know the text off, but uh, it's an emotional game. I think the officials, honestly, like, they got to you know work with us, as us with them, but also understand you know it's a lot of emotion that goes into the game. And, it's got to be some balance. I mean, Chris, <laughs> the techs are up because you guys were in a game that had seven in one quarter. <laughs> the Suns yeah. and the Warriors are why the technical fouls are up. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> right. What's amazing, though, once again, we've got to be poised. Listen to the way he's talking. He's talking like this is like this is a playoff game right here. Uh-huh. I think the presence of Willie Green prevents, and I hope I'm not proven wrong in six hours, but I think the presence of Willie Green prevents the Suns from taking a beat-up New Orleans team lightly. I just think Willie Green, when they look over there and see Willie Green, whether it's you want to beat your friend or you know he's going to get his team to bring it. Yeah, and by the way, it's not going to take six hours for you to be wrong, okay? <laughs> You'll be wrong sooner than that. Hopefully I'm not wrong about this right. in six hours. <laughs> I want to focus on the other things I'm All wrong right, about. Give me some other song, man. What do you got? You got something uh, there that you're kind of licking your chops and you're hoping we'd actually play for the basin? I wanted to hear this. Monty Williams has asked how similar these two teams actually are. If you took the... You know, did something to take the faces off and took the you watch their plays, you watch how they play, you watch some of the defensive schemes, like you almost see the same team. Um, and I think that's why the series was so 
physical and chippy because you're out there running the same stuff at times and they know what's coming, you know what they're running, and it is just like, oh. So that, that makes the game fun. Um, at the same time, I've seen him add his own wrinkles um, on both ends of the floor. And I think anytime you work with someone, you take what you've learned from that program and, you, and then you add your own stuff. You know, I don't think any of us are inventing anything. So I, I see some nuances and wrinkles in their program that are a bit different than us, too. This is the Monty Williams coaching tree right now. It's yeah, just Willie Green. Right. It's a pretty good tree, even though it's only one one branch. What do you want to see tonight? What 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 do you want to see specifically tonight out of the Suns? You know, I think we could get to just the very simple fact here, Wolf. If New Orleans doesn't have Zion, and they, it doesn't sound like they do, and they don't have Brandon Ingram, yeah. and they don't have Herb Jones, who's not those two guys, but right. he is nasty defensively. Yes. Agreed. At the Suns should just go out there and beat them by 15. I mean, they really should. I don't care how much they beat them by. But, like, I want to see the Suns go out there and take care of business against a team that I do think will be there at the end of the season in the Western Conference with the Suns and Warriors. But that's not that team tonight. If they're missing their two best players, then you should be able to handle them. Yeah, you know what? Give me a digital download, if you don't mind, Rick. You got you got a digital download back there. Just I'm going to let you pick the music, Ooh, as a matter of fact. I want to rip off, if you don't mind, riff a little bit in regard to what I want to see tonight from the Phoenix Sun. So if you don't mind, Rick, just go ahead and play anything. Honestly, I don't care what it is. I'm not going to blast. Just pawn it down a little, Rick. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Uh, What do I want to see tonight out of the Phoenix Suns? Let's start with this. Professionals playing the game of basketball. How about that, Luke? I'll take it. Respect your opponent, do your job, and play hard. No matter who you're playing against. This is the National Basketball Association, ladies and gentlemen. This is the NBA. You gotta be kidding me. Um, go out and ball out. That's number one. Okay, number two, I want to see some hard screens on Jose Alvarado. <laughs> That's what I want to see. DA, let's go, DA. You know, we're talking about physical and being physical and then the physicality, of course. And hey, DA, get physical out there. Hey, about Jack Landell. You want to get physical? Oh, here comes a hard screen, Jose. How does this fail? Okay, you know what else I want to say? I want to see campaign prove to James Jones he doesn't have to bring anyone else in to back up Chris Paul. You want to see a lot out of this game. That's what I'm talking okay. about. All right. I want to see campaign go out there and mark his territory once again. I want to see Cam Johnson get healthy and play like he's capable of playing. That's what I want to see, Cam. There's no easing your way into the season, Cam. I want to see you ball out. And I want to see Jock Landell ball out once again. Because, Jock, what exactly are you capable of? Yeah, seek and destroy. 
Um, I love the physicality coming from you, Mr. Landau. So, in a nutshell, you can pot it down now. There's your digital download for the day, my brothers. That's what I want to see out of the Phoenix Suns tonight. That was uh, impromptu, and James Hetfield, I feel like he hit the post Job. on what you were saying, in fact. I feel like the roles were reversed. Especially, can you get too much Hatfield on a Friday? You really can't. In fact, I no. find myself listening to more Metallica lately, well, and I blame you. It's classic rock now. <laughs> kind of. Te- text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, the Cardinals have a lot of injuries heading into their game with the Vikings. Any updates today? Any good updates? We're going to hear from Cliff Kingsbury next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. 51, 51, let's go! Let's go, here we go! Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Alright, we'll get you the injury updates in a second. Um, James Connors out. Play some of this other cliff audio here in a second, but Wolf, I feel like we need to play what uh, we just showed up in Gem's update first, right? Okay. And we talked yesterday. Patrick Peterson's still got the All Things Covered podcast. I had to double check while we were on the air. Yeah, no, it's still there. So we figure he's going to say something about the Cardinals, right? He was used to talk about the Cardinals when they weren't even playing the Cardinals. Love Pat P. So, Pat P. on the All Things Covered podcast. I haven't heard the long version. I'm just going to play the full 52-second version. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Let's go on this journey together. We got a home game, and I know Skull Nation. They're going to be fired up. Vikings are 5-1 trying to improve on that said uh, record. And hopefully, Pat P., man, you know them interceptions, they come mm-hmm. in bunches. You know, you want to... you wanna That they do. You want to you wanna fall in some do. more? You about to say something? Hey. Yeah, I am about to say something. What you got? I'm getting two October 30th. I'm getting two October 30th. Watch what I say. I like that. I like you already know we're playing. Oh, I already know who y'all are playing. I already know. So yeah, I already know. I already know. How, I already know. Well, you already fired up. You got a whole week, man. Just calm down. You just you're a little too fired up. Listen, right listen. I can't wait, man. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> here we are. All right. I love Pat P. I do. He's a competitor. Um, it didn't end well here. Um, I feel like the what Cardinals. What can I think of? Um, listen, I love Pat P, but at the same time, um, that's a bold claim. That, well, that's not something. That's a bold thing to say for a corner. This is not Patrick Peterson five years ago. Yeah. But honestly, even if it was Patrick Peterson in his prime, or whoever you think the best corner is right now, that's not something you can by the nature of the position that you can call. You know what I mean? This is not a running back saying I'm going for 100 yards. Or, yeah. this is, I mean, they may not throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, if it was Pat P from five years ago, they wouldn't they throw wouldn't at him. <laughs> That's true. He's, he has a better chance to fulfill that promise exactly. on Sunday than he did five years right. ago. That's the fair. Only, yeah, to say, I'm going to get two, you know, and yeah, because they're going to keep throwing the ball at you. They're going to target you. Is that what you're saying? Um, Why two? Why not just say I, I'm going to get you know, Listen, I, I know Pat P is still chafed. Did I say that correctly? Of course, chafed chapped, whatever you want to say. I know there's chafing that has gone on, okay? <laughs> I know that there is. Never fun. Because, of course, never. Um, when when you have a parting of the ways, the way that he had with the Arizona Cardinals here, um, I, there's going to be chafing. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
Having said that, though, I, I don't think it's ever going to be a good idea to say you're going to go do A and B and C in the game because all you're doing is jabbing your opponent in the eye. And I'm talking about not Steve Keim, not Michael Bidwell. I'm talking about the dude who's going to line up across from you. That's who you're jabbing in the eye. Well, that that's specifically Kyler Murray, too, in this case. If you're <laughs> yes. saying, oh, I'm going to intercept, who are you going to intercept twice? Yes. <laughs> Kyler yes. Murray's the one playing quarterback. That's exactly right. I don't think it's ever good to put your opponent on edge or on notice. It's, no. It's, uh, it's not a surprise that Patrick Peterson is has an extra level of of animosity for this game. We figured that was going to be the case. It was kind of surprising not really having heard from him all week, uh, but now we have. And like you said, do the Cardinals need extra bulletin board material? Probably not. They need this win more than Minnesota does. But you really think they don't know that he just said that? Yeah. You really think that's not going to get back to somebody? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, again, no, that's, okay, great. Um, you, you made a bold prediction right there, but um, you just raised the bar. The I feel intensity like intensity level. And if you didn't raise the bar, um, I'm going to be looking at the Arizona Cardinals like, what's wrong with your intensity level? I feel like the Cardinals live rent-free in Pat P's head. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been a couple of years of this now, and that's why. Because if you figured, like, once they actually played, we've said this before, he, he was talking about the Cardinals last year when they were playing the Bears. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, Pat P's got a big game, Vikings-Bears coming up, and he wanted to talk about the Cardinals. So yeah. you figure, I will say this, hopefully he doesn't get two interceptions after all that, because we'll wonder, never hear the end of it. You know, what I wonder right now, is Ed Donatel. Will he actually ghost DeAndre Hopkins with Pat P? Will will he do that? That would be very interesting. I hope he does. I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see well, that. I, I right don't there. understand why you would do that if you're if you're Minnesota. You really think Patrick Peterson can cover DeAndre Hopkins at I, this point? You know, I don't know. That's um, that, and by the know, way, when I say that, that's not a Pat shot at Patrick Peterson. Not, not one, not two. Okay, that, that's no, the guy you need two. to be covering <laughs> if, if you're going to get two interceptions. He did say two. I, that's not a shot at Patrick Peterson that I don't think he can cover DeAndre Hopkins for a full game. There's not many players in this league that I think can. I would yeah. assume Minnesota is going to come up with a more complicated plan for, for Hopkins than that. But Yeah, it's called zone cover for the most part. And maybe that's one of the reasons why Papi is talking about two. Because um, he thinks he's going to get targeted, number one, which I do believe he will be targeted. Not specifically. It's not like they're going to say, whoever Pat P is guarding, go after him. They're not going to do that. Um, But I would imagine he's going to get targeted because he's not the player he was five years ago. And not only that, you're playing zone. And when you play zone, you can put your eyes on the quarterback. You feel the receiver, and you put your eyes on the quarterback. And that gives you a, an ability to clue, what they call cluing a little bit. And when you clue, you're watching the quarterback. A lot of times you can see where he's looking, of course. Um, and then you can jump that route in a zone room much of the time. So we'll have to see what transpires, but maybe that's why he's so confident. Uh, as far as injuries, I mentioned James Connors ruled out. Uh, this is Cliff Kingsbury. This isn't about injuries. This is Cliff Kingsbury, though, talking about the potential of a trade before the deadline on Tuesday. It wouldn't surprise me. I, you know, there's a lot of really good players out there, and I, I bet there's a ton more movement, you know, over the next few days. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got in on something. 
It's interesting since Cliff's not the one making the trade. I'm taking that, Cliff, <laughs> as a yes. I'm going to take that as a big yes. Wow, okay. So let us speculate right now in the last minute of this beautiful part of the program. <laughs> Where could we possibly go on that? Well, Bradley Chubb, is that what you're saying? I mean, the, Rick, the, is that what you said? Bradley, Bradley Chubb? Chubb was, Bradley! Uh, Cardswire had that yesterday. Okay, yeah, um, uh, look, pass rush, pass rush should be more exciting. Hey, they got this guy who has nine sacks or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, this guy okay. has had double digit sacks. In I'll the take past. five and a half. That's, He's got five and a half well, yeah. right now. Five and a half right Come now. On, on, on a, what's that? Let's five and a half in seven games? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, okay, good, 100%. That would, that'll be more exciting than them adding an offensive lineman, but I'm worried they may need to add an offensive lineman because yeah, they're running out of players. Offensive lineman, I think, an edge right there. Yeah. Well, look, Cliff just said it right there. That's 100 right there. That's 100. Coming up next, we're going to wrap up the week with the Work Week wrap-up. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Crunk! Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it is time for the work week wrap up to wrap up the uh, work week. Wolf, that's why they call it that. <laughs> that was good. Right we're, we're off to a great start. I love that. Look. Let's begin with Monday. Why not? Monday. Monday, Sham Sharani is saying, hey, Milwaukee, they could be interested in uh, in Jay Crowder. Here's James Jones on with Burns and Gambo. I can't tell you. Um, you know, this this thing is it's amazing how this, this league works. Things can change in a day. Things can change in an hour. Uh, if I try to forecast when... Uh, I'd be disingenuous, but for us, when it pre- when the opportunity pre- presents itself, uh, we'll we'll execute it. You know, we'll jump on it and, and we'll make a move and, and we'll continue to build forward. You know what, James? Don't tell me about the storm. Just bring the ship in. <laughs> That's what my old coach used to say, and you know I'm joking if you're listening, James. Um. <laughs> Doesn't it? It feels like, I don't know. It's not like I thought Jay Crowder was going to be here this season when this week started. But after the way this the last few days have played out, doesn't it seem less likely he's going to be here? Yes. Like it, it does feel like it's like 99% yes, out the door. it does, even though we have more information that somehow, some way, Jay Crowder um, never said that he needed to start. <laughs> but well, I think he probably said he wanted to get paid. Yeah, I think he probably did say that at some point. Over to football, the uh, Cardinals get the win over the Saints last Thursday. Cliff Kingsbury joined us Monday to talk about what that win does for his team. A little bit of a reprieve in the middle of the season. Yeah, and you get to kind of build on that momentum for nine, ten days. There's a chance to to get healthier over uh, the weekend and and into this weekend and then feel good about um, what we have moving forward. Getting hot back was huge. Winning at home was huge. So that was uh, good to get that checked off the list. And we just got to keep building from there. It has uh, it's been quiet over there this week, Wolf, which I don't think the Cardinals mind. As quiet as it's going to be during a game week in the NFL season. Yeah, you know what's um, really looking forward to what we're going to see on Sunday. D-Hop back in the fold changes everything. Not only is on the field demeanor, but also um, off the field, his leadership. And then Robbie Anderson. Hey, Robbie, welcome to the fold, man. Now, go 
show us what you got. That was Monday on to Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, there's rumors, hey, maybe something's going to happen with ASU. Maybe Ray Anderson. No, it wasn't any of that. Sean Iguano, though, is taking over play calling duties from the offensive coordinator. So, Wolf, of the two football teams in uh, in the Valley, not necessarily the one we thought we were going to hear play calling news from, but that's what we get. Here's Sean Iguano. I will um, definitely be very, very, very involved with the offense going forward um, uh, in regards to play calling and everything else. They better win tomorrow. I'll just say that. Why? Because Colorado's awful. <laughs> There's no deeper like, meaning. What are you talking about, Luke? Um, well, you know what? Honestly, if you had any hopes that Coach Iguano would get the job permanently, he's going to have to show that he's capable of A, B, C, and D. I wonder why he's making that move right now, honestly. Was there a personal dust-up inside the coach's office? I don't know, but it seems a strange thing to do when you're the interim. It's getting difficult to... Like use logic to speculate on what's going on with ASU right now. You know what I mean? If you're gonna if you're gonna open up a quarterback competition, why not do it during the bye week coming off a win when your backup has earned that competition? If you are going to make the switch, what does it really matter right now? If I'm Sean Aguano, I think I needed to probably win out after that Huskies game, and you lost to Stanford, and Stanford's not uh, not great. Here's more on Jay Crowder, Chris Haynes on TNT during the broadcast of Suns Warriors. I do not want to get the details just yet, but it's definitely not true of the narrative being pushed about me not starting or not. I can honestly say that. I've had two great years with my teammates and the fans in Phoenix. I do not take that for granted. I'm forever grateful for the moments we share. Boy, that was a shocker right there when we heard that. Just the fact that Jay Crowder was talking about, you know what, I never made a declaration that I had to be the starter, that I wasn't going to come off the bench. What? Never? He never said that? That's it was never about that, Jay Crowder? not what this is all about. So I'm... why would James Jones and the Suns say that? Why? I mean, I guess that was kind of people connecting the dots, maybe? And but... why was Jay Crowder okay with that for all this time? For weeks? Where people thought, that's what he said. Based on what James Jones said. Based on what the Suns were saying. He wanted to be a starter and wanted to get paid with an extension. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess if you go back and look at it, now I'm trying to, to, to go back and, and see how it all played out with this knowledge now. You could make the case that maybe people were connecting dots. Okay, Cam Johnson's the starter. Jay Crowder is tweeting that he doesn't want to be. Here's the thing, though, Wolf. Jay Crowder, as much as I like him, cannot really get upset about people connecting the dots when he starts sending out cryptic tweets in, yeah, in August. Right. Like, you've opened sure. the door. You made it look like you wanted to leave. So if that's not the case, I get how that's frustrating, but that's yeah. not on everybody Can else. Can I just tell you right now that if, if in fact, somebody was saying something about me 
publicly to everybody else that I knew wasn't true and made me look bad, I, I'd say something. Hey, I mean, he has he has an outlet where he can say it. <laughs> I'd say, say it something. On social media, we'll find it. Well before when he actually did say something yeah. about it. Yeah, that story continues to get more and more strange, and Jay Crowder's not playing. And as I said earlier this week, he's too good to not be playing somewhere. Meanwhile, the Suns beat the Warriors by 29. Clay Thompson gets ejected. Seven texts between the two teams in the third quarter. Here's Devin Booker. Uh, just what you said, we brought it from the beginning. Um, and that's important for us. And that's something that we need to stick with, being the team to throw the first punch and you know, not putting ourselves in those situations that we had the first game where we were you know, backtracking the whole game. That was a fun game on Tuesday night. It really was. I just honestly can't get enough of Devin Booker, man. Book is, I'm just so thankful that he's our superstar. <laughs> because he, he's just got this attitude. He's got this way about him. Um, body, soul, and spirit, man. The dude is exactly what you want to be your franchise and to build around him and his philosophy and his culture and who he is as a dude. Love it. Felt this way during the playoffs. I still think he's, as, as much as he is a superstar in this league and he may win an MVP this year or next year or whatever, I still think he's the most relatable player for Suns fans because he went through the down years here and he stuck through it. And if you are a hardcore, longtime Suns fan, you stuck through some down years too. And so you can relate to Booker on that level. Meanwhile, Coyotes beat the Blue Jackets 6-3. That six-game road trip finally over. 6-3 will be the final tonight. Peak in his own end, and uh, there's the horn. That's it. The Arizona Coyotes lead from the get-go. 2-0 after 1, 4-0 after 2. Eventually build a 5-0 lead, and they eventually close out the Blue Jackets. So now they're home tonight. They get the Winnipeg Jets at Mullet Arena. Bill Simmons on his podcast with Charles Barkley. What if this guy owned the Suns? So one guy who might pull it off, and I heard, I'm probably breaking some news here, but I heard Obama's involved in one of the groups, and that's the one guy that I feel like they would make him the actual face, and the money guys would be so happy to have him at the front. And at that point, Barkley went from saying, I don't have the money to be involved, to saying, if Obama calls, I'll get involved. Well, you know what? He loves basketball, and he loves taxes. So you know what? I'm all for it. Michael Crow told ESPN the school is still committed to Ray Anderson as the VP of University Athletics on to Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Marco Wilson wins Defensive Player of the Week. No, I honestly think I've always had the confidence that I needed to go out there and play with them without the rewards. I've never been a big reward guy. You know, if you look back in college, I didn't, I didn't really win stuff. So um, I'm just been focused on ball, you know, reviewing my film and just judging myself based off of what I, what I think I should do better and what I, what I know I'm doing good like to hear that. Yeah, just keep rolling, man. Just focus on your craft. Get better and better and better. And you know what does that? Confidence. Confidence is the currency of competition. Marco Wilson knows that. Uh, ASU picked in the middle of the Pac-12 preseason men's basketball media poll. Are you kidding me? Uh, thank you, Tim Healy, weighing in. Cardinals <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship to the active roster. Here's Cliff. He's day-to-day. It may be a deal where he doesn't um, take the kickoffs. If if he can just kick field goals, we're not sure yet. We gotta get through the week and see where it goes. But we want to be uh, 
uh, really cautious with it at this point. Yeah, he's talking about Prater there. They may have two kickers going on Sunday. And Cliff was asked if he's ever dealt with this many injuries. Not um, like this just yet, but a lot of them aren't um, season-ending, which is good. You know, hopefully we'll get them back at some point, but we, we got to be able to stay healthy and get some consistency. Thursday, Wolf. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Buccaneers lose to the Ravens again. Here's Tom Brady. You know, I think we've struggled pretty much at everything. You know, we're just struggling in the red area, struggling third down, struggling the run game, uh, two-point plays, um, short yardage, backed up, start first quarter, start of the third quarter, not very good offense football. Tom Brady, Metallica remix, I like it. Did you say something? Oh, no, we've lost Wolf for the final 30 seconds here. The memory remains, does it not? Uh, Gambo reporting Ingram's not traveling with the Pelicans to Phoenix for the game. Here's Friday. Friday. Friday, the Suns face the Pelicans tonight. Coyotes home opener at Mullet Arena against the Jets. Thanks to Jesse Morrison behind the glass. Aaron Maloney as well for Wolf and Luke. Burns and Gambo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength.